You're watching the Tesla Life with your host, Mark Coughlin. I like how it says Hello, you've been muted, everybody. but I'm the one who pushed the go button. <laughs> I have been unmuted. Thank you very much. How <laughs> is everyone doing today? Here we are. The uh, what is it? The seventeenth of August, twenty twenty. Sure Flying by. Man, summer is almost gone. Get out there and enjoy it. Of course, after mm -hmm. the show. But but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you can watch the show first, then get out there and enjoy it while it lasts, for sure. <laughs> Well, we've got uh, a great show lined up, lots of news, uh, and of course we have our regular co-host back. We have Mr. Patrick Connor joining us from the West Coast. How are you today, sir? I'm good. It's a hot one out here on the West Coast. the the whole The whole left side of the country is on fire. <laughs> oh my goodness, not good at all. But nope. uh, you've got your air conditioning working, I assume. This is true. It has been going all day. In fact, uh, rub it in. I, I, I couldn't get my uh, power walls all the way charged up. Usually they're full by 11 noon at the latest, but not today because the AC kept kicking on and it was using a little more than the solar was producing. So it kept draining the batteries. They never quite got to full. <laughs> they got close ah. though. Close enough. Yeah. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah, and my, also my... joining us in his, is that a pineapple on your shirt, Casey? <laughs> These are pineapples on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> or are you just happy to see us? Casey is joining us, not from D.C. today, from some tropical island. How are you today, sir? Still D.C. Uh, so my my uh, my battery banks here were also on the on the negative today. Uh, there were clouds, and it was like you said, it was hot, and um, so they kept going between uh, one kilowatt and three hundred watts. One kilowatt, three hundred watts. So all all day while I'm working, I hear the fans revving up and down. <laughs> yep. Yep. What? Hey, that's what it takes. Staying cool. Staying yeah. cool. That's the way to do it. Well, let's get right into it. We got to get some extra news tonight. Um, let's start uh, this evening with uh, Giga Berlin um, getting approved uh, to produce the Model Y with a new type of battery, the BYD Structural Pack. Oh, wow. So uh, this hit the Newswire earlier in the week. Um, and this, of course, is something that uh, that we've been seeing uh, lately with Tesla when they're getting as many supplies of batteries as they can from every different producer in every way they can because they've got the volume uh, to fill orders. And they need all their uh, partners and new partners of battery packs uh, to chip in so that they can um, deliver uh, these uh you know, a massive amounts of EVs, uh, basically going 50% or more up per year. So uh, this is another battery supplier in the mix that's going to allow them to push out some more cars. What I couldn't find in the article was any mention as to what type of structural battery pack would this be? Are these are these mm -hmm. cylindrical batteries? Are these prismatic? Are these uh, something else? Well, it's um, it's kind of like I said, though. You... that in the article. You don't need the 4680s to make a structural pack. Uh, you can you can do them with prismatics. You can do them with 16, 18650s. You can do them with 2170s. Will Tesla do them with, without anything other than 4680s is the question because you have to make an investment into the machinery, the, the testing, the jigs, all of that. So I would suspect that they will only do structural packs in 4680s and the prismatics that they get from 
cattle and BYD and all them. Yeah. yeah, I saw an article that said that they were going to be BYD's blade batteries, but uh, I don't know if that's confirmed or not. Yeah, Probably so not. it's uh, well, we know that there's this is going to be ongoing. Uh, yeah. Because anyone that's going to have available batteries to sell to Tesla, if they're even in different form factors, as we imagine these are, yeah, uh, they're going to be accepting them as long as the the specs are correct. Uh, well, and, all this, uh, the, uh, all... the the warranties are uh, up to uh, Tesla's uh, requirements, but yeah. uh, this is uh, something that we're probably going to see many different uh, models of uh, battery packs for some time as as the industry uh, matures and as uh, winners and losers are chosen for battery formats. Uh, this is probably going to be what's going to be happening for some time. Yeah, the mm -hmm. pro the problem there with the blades, I I don't see that happening for a couple of reasons. Starting with all the trash talk Elon talks about pouch batteries, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, he, he doesn't say you can't use them. He just says it's not worth the effort. <laughs> Repeatedly, <laughs> <laughs> but if this is a supplier that can uh, meet their criteria, I don't think he's going to say yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, as you mentioned, Casey, maybe it's something along the lines that. Tesla will only produce a couple of uh, types, but uh, if they can get a supplier to produce it and provide the proper warranties, mm -hmm. then they'll accept it. Yeah. So. Yeah. BYD had a press release that said, while undergoing nail penetration tests, the blade battery emitted neither smoke nor fire after being uh, penetrated, and its surface temperature only reached 30 to 60 degrees Celsius. So... They've they've got they've got a good technology there. Yeah. Yep. On to our next story, and this one's in Las Vegas. We have uh, an update uh, from the Boring Company's uh, Las Vegas Loop. Of course, uh, after uh, winning council approval uh, to push the uh, the uh, Las Vegas uh, tunnels out along uh, the main strip and uh, connect the airport all the way to uh, the Fremont Experience and uh, to a couple other places. Um, there was this uh, article that was uh, shown by the uh, Boring Company themselves where they popped up a image. And I'm just going to share that image with everybody now. Let's click on the share button. And uh, I've been to this place. Um, this, of course, is the Fashion Show Mall, which is right on the Las Vegas Strip. Hmm. And uh, it shows a extension off uh, Las Vegas Boulevard underground into a brand new station that obviously the Fashion Show Mall would like to have built on their property. And it's kind of hard to see here but there's a uh, big oval thing right here. And that, of yeah. course, is the, the signature piece out front of the fashion show mall. So uh, this is um, this is not a... Uh -oh. ...going to be uh, jumping on this uh, as time goes along because, of course, uh, they're going to want uh, to be uh, connected to this new loop and uh, bring patrons right to their, their doorstep. So uh, this is um, part of the writing on the wall that we've seen previously, 
uh, as uh, different uh, organizations are going to start uh, petitioning to have this station added to their uh, location under their own expense just to be connected to the loop and uh, have an extra transportation option in Vegas. So not a so, surprise, and we'll probably see a lot more of this. Is the station inside of their building, or is it just outside? Because the loop is clearly under their building, the the circle back. Yeah, I, I would imagine that the loop is underground. Uh, the, the, the loop and the station coming okay. off, uh, it most likely is underground because uh, the uh, drawing did not show any room for it to be like a parking lot upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, because you're 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 in the mall at that point uh, where the drawing was, uh, or part of that front sculpture thing. Uh, yeah. So I guess the perfect it's under. Yeah, that's the perfect place to put it. You could bring them right to your place. They don't have to see the heat or the very rare rain or the cold. Right. <laughs> exactly. It gets hot in Vegas. You don't want to be standing outside when you can be in a nice, cool underground area. Right. Plus, if you if you drop them off outside and then bring them in, that's going to raise your air conditioner bill because now they're coming in warm <laughs> and opening your doors while they're at uh -huh. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. More the second one, but yes. <laughs> yeah. The um, it all contributes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hockey Day. Hockey Day asked if uh, if only uh, one direction for the boring tunnels. Uh, the bidirectional. Uh, they never really were bidirectional. They they're only big enough for one car. Uh, the question is. Did they make enough tunnels to make it uh, a two-way, or is it a, a stop and reverse like that uh, hotel that uh, that started with just half of their tunnels? Right. There also may be a, a, a U-turn in the main tunnel. Yeah. So it, it looked like in this drawing that the Fashion Mall um, had it just coming off of one of the uh, tunnels. So I think it'd be a spur. Going to be yeah. a loop in the main road so that uh, you could exit come back on going the same direction and then do a U-turn if you have to go back to the airport or someplace different that's not in front of you. So yeah. that, that's all to be worked out. Um, that that we'll would be... See if that, uh, if that uh, remains uh, common among stations. That would be interesting if you could only approach it from one direction because that would... I mean, I'm sure if there's no driver, then it doesn't really matter, but it would, like... If every other station that's got the two... the, the both directions linked up to their, to their stop... Is, is like, hey, this one's five minutes, that one's 12 minutes. This one is six minutes if I'm going this way and 20 minutes if I'm going that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll have to see if they uh, incorporate those U-turns. Uh, I, I think the main, they might. The main tunnel. Yeah, I mean, it might not be as cool as we saw in, in, in the, uh, the, the concepts that Elon showed us with the elevators and all the multi-lanes, but at the same time, that was always his solution to more traffic was more tunnels. So yeah. it's, it's still yeah. a possibility. Exactly. Right. Having a single direction only makes sense if you're going to have a very low volume of traffic. It's a mall, so I don't know. Either they're anticipating the death of malls or they're <laughs> being cheap and starting with half their tunnels like the hotel is. It's the only thing that makes sense. We shall see. We shall <laughs> see. <laughs> Next, uh, Casey's got a story. Speaking of more, what's this yeah. story about, Casey? So... Over at Giga Shanghai, uh, they're, they were spotted with another 7,000 cars ready to ship on out. And uh, then Elon tweeted out they've made their first million cars, which uh, brings them to 3 million for the company. So, so Shanghai has made their first million at Shanghai. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. Yeah, yeah they started... Go ahead, Patrick. Oh, yeah. So uh, they got to a million way faster than Fremont did. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Fremont's made about two million, and they've been open a lot longer than uh, than Shanghai. It'll be interesting when. Uh, do, do you think Shanghai will uh, pass them at some point? Not if they keep expanding Fremont. I think they're going to pass them quickly. Like, <laughs> I think that's going to be maybe by the end of uh, next year. Well, you're right, though, because to expand Fremont, if they don't just add buildings, they're going to need to shut down to do it. So that would give them even more time to catch up. Hmm. Yeah, and uh... they're expanding Shanghai as well. So yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not pressing up against the fishbowl uh, like Fremont is. Right. 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 But 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 by their chart. So assuming that they both shut down for retooling at the same time, which would be foolhardy, uh, Shanghai does make less cars than Fremont and Texas and um, Giga Berlin on paper when they're all at full capacity. Really? Except it seems Shanghai like Shanghai is the only less... one at full capacity. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that uh, I think Fremont is. Let me pull up the chart real out. quick. It, it, it's tapped out at six hundred thousand. Um, Elon says at some point they might be able to go up to possibly 800,000 uh, when they have some optimizations uh, invoked. But uh, Shanghai, I think, is going to be at a million, a million, <laughs> like no problem. I think they're sandbagging for sure. Let's see. Yep. I'm looking for that chart right now. Here it is. Um, let me share this to the screen real quick. It kind of uh, derailed us a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. All right. So over here, we've got. Um, California, 100,000 SNX, like mm. always. 550,000. Okay, no, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Sorry, I, I, I misspoke. I was thinking of an older chart. Because um, uh, 550,000 uh, 3NYs, while uh, Shanghai can do 750,000 3NYs. Right. Oh, that's current. Um, there was another chart just like this that showed what their, what their plan was, like the capacity before doing anything else. You're right. Shanghai's going to pass them at this point. Oh, yeah. It's been a thousand. <laughs> Definitely. I stand corrected. Next, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Spain. Uh, Tesla has introduced a, I guess it's an introduction to Tesla tour that's going around Spain to a number of different communities uh, where they're bringing some uh, Model 3s and Model Ys uh, to allow people to test drive. So uh, it looks like a kind of a, a PR stunt uh, that they have done before uh, in emerging markets uh, where they maybe bring a, a Tesla trailer uh, to a certain city that does not have a store or a location. And uh, they'll run test drives there for a couple of evenings or over the weekend. Uh, and that, uh, that PR seems to be happening in Spain right now. Um, and of course, that's what Tesla does with their their data they're collecting, right? Like yep. They know how many orders they're getting uh, company-wide. They know where those orders are coming from. And they have the ability uh, to uh, target certain areas uh, based on what they believe that region or country or area uh, is, is uh, capable of uh, delivering what type number of orders. Uh, so... Uh, there may be some areas that they knew that they were going to have to work on to introduce electric cars to the population because a lot of uh, different areas uh, outside of the larger metropolitan areas, some people may have never experienced an electric car in the first place. Um, you know, they're certainly in the larger metropolitan areas, especially in Europe, but there are different countries in Europe, Spain maybe being one of them, 
uh, that when you get outside of the major cities like Madrid, you may not be uh, getting to people that actually have seen electric cars or experienced them. So uh, this is kind of a, a PR um, operation that Tesla's running in Spain. This is how I did my first Tesla test drive. Uh, they came to Myrtle Beach. I drove up from Charleston and Charleston or Sumter, whichever, wherever I was at the time. I drove up and, <laughs> and my wife and I went for a spin in a P85 plus. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, the uh, Seattle uh, Tesla store uh, brought some roadsters down and I, I went for a drive in one of those and I was just grinning ear to ear. Yes. And uh the first one, it was a test ride. So there was the sales guy uh, in the driver's seat and he said, uh, turn on the radio. And as I reached for the radio, he gunned it and throws me back in the seat. <laughs> so I'm like trying to reach it. I can't. Uh, it was it, it, an experience like that. That's way more visceral than any ad could ever be. You're right. So, I mean, spending money with, for commercials or, or taking out full page ads in the New York Times. No, this is the way they need to do it. Get butts in seats. Have people experience it. It's it's really real to you that way. This is such a, a better way to do it. Except uh, they could use some ad dollars to fight crooks like Dan O'Dowd. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think they just uh, need to, to put the truth out. That's yeah. the best way to, to extinguish so that sue crap. For, sue him for slander. He clearly lied. <laughs> so yeah taking him to courts one way but, but I, I mean just putting out other ads i don't think is the right way to do it yeah yeah, be yeah but I, I think their pr department could be used to to um circumnavigate those type of things i, I think they could have a they have such a large social media presence already that they need a pr around. department first yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could post, post that PR uh, information uh, and respond to things that they know are incorrect, you know, that uh, they know for a fact that uh, that issue uh, has to be uh, addressed and can be addressed in a, in a quick Tesla video uh, where they outline some of this stuff. Um, yeah. If they, if they, idea. yeah. Like, he doesn't have to be afraid of the, the, the their PR is going to be like everybody else's PR. Just literally build the PR team you want, give them their mission and their style, and then just let them rip. Like, yeah, you don't have to do everything yourself. Nope. It would help. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, next story I wanted to touch upon uh, was uh, the surprise of the week. Uh, and this was, not like we weren't warned, Model 3 Long Range has been suspended in orders in North America uh, as of a few days ago. Uh, the, the website updated. Uh, you can go and look at the prices of vehicles, uh, but you cannot order the long range. Uh, it's saying it's suspended until 2023. Uh, so the vehicle is not available. Now the performance uh, and the, um, and the uh, standard range, uh, they're mm -hmm. available still. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the long range has stopped. What do and we keep course, saying? There is a ton of different rumors out there as to why exactly the long range stopped mm -hmm. uh, and the others kept going uh, and um, why North America first. Um, but yes, Casey, what are your views on this? So the Model 3 long range uses a lot of batteries, a lot of 2170s. The Model Y long range uses the same battery pack. They're constrained for batteries. They make more margin on the Y. Exactly. And 
then there's also the, 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 the somebody pointed out that the three long range is just on the edge of the new tax credit. And if mm-hmm. they cancel ordering, then they don't run into the situation where when it comes back, uh, people who had their orders in prior to the bill, uh, the law going into place, they they don't get burned by that. So right, in, Rob uh, Maurer on Tesla Daily covered that, and that's uh, oh he did. Okay. That's not the yeah, that's not the stated reason that that Musk said. Oh, but he it can't because if he did, they sense. would get him for for tax fraud. <laughs> 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 so uh, what is the price for the long range? Because there's a 55k uh, limit. Yeah, let's, let's pull it up. I and, believe. Oh wait, they they pulled it off. I went to look it up Sunday, over. and it was gone. Uh, it's, it's about 58. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was definitely over that limit. So yeah, what's that mean? Its fate is it's close enough that maybe they could put it under that limit, or uh, and get rid of it altogether and have yeah. this standard range be under the limit and the performance, which is a higher margin vehicle, be there. So that they only had two model three. That is how Model S and X are. They don't have. They have a. They have a regular, and they have a performance. Hmm. Hmm. The, the yeah, other thing they could do is, is some software upgrades. Like, you know, you don't get heated seats or autopilot basic. And then uh, then you add them in just like they did with Canada. And then now you've got your car you want, but at the price that it was supposed to be. Yeah. Right. And uh, uh, Dana Pe- uh, Pearson in the uh, chat is saying maybe Fremont's upgrading to Gigacastings uh, for the three. Mm. And that would lower the cost of the batteries. Yeah, that's one of the main reasons that the Y is so much more profitable for them is the Giga Castings. If they start doing that with the threes, yeah, maybe lots yeah, of lots of lots of theories, hypotheses lots, out here. Lots of things, and of course, but, but, uh, but the it tax back. credit, the tax yeah, credit, credit for the three mm-hmm. would only start at the beginning of twenty twenty three. When this right. car, the long range, is supposed to be coming, coming back, back. in twenty twenty three. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's all sorts of things. So this tax credit. Uh, the constraint on batteries, the profitability on the Y, uh, all this stuff is uh, is combining. Uh, yeah, because because Elon tweeted could be contributing factors. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be just one. Right, it could be a, a, a mesh. But Elon tweeted that his his reason was because the the wait time on the Model Three long range was was over a year. But so are all the other cars. <laughs> <laughs> but but this this goes back to what what the three of us keep telling you constantly. If you see anything from Tesla you like, be it a software upgrade, an unlock, a whole car, an accessory, uh, just buy it because yeah, it may change in the future, may get better, but likely it's going to be not as good a deal for you in the future because they'll be missing something you wanted, or the the color you want will be gone, or uh, maybe it'll be made of a different material. Things change fast. You hesitate. You might miss out. Right. And and the other benefit is that while you wait in line, they may just make it better before you pick it up anyway. So you're not out. Yep. So there's a lot of things at play here. And I'm sure we're going to hear more about this uh, before the end of the year uh, because there's going to be a lot of people clamoring about the tax credit. Uh, I've already had people send a, a note to our Twitter feed saying, Hey, do you think if I uh, delayed my uh, pickup that I could delay it into January so that the tax credit would be for me? And uh, you know, I'm saying check with your Tesla representative, but uh, I have a feeling that uh, if you delay, uh, you may be kicked out of line and you may get the new price of the vehicle as well because uh, that is something that they want to move those vehicles 
your name's on the list already, they're not going to take too kindly for you delaying, delaying, delaying uh, until the new year. So uh, yeah, they like money. Something, yeah, <laughs> they, they want the money that uh, you had promised to pay them for that yeah. particular vehicle. And, and right. They just want to have zero cars shipped in the U.S. in Q4 because right. this thing yep. coming. That, 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 that. Everyone's waiting. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, with that, you want to do two things. You want to first check with your 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 delivery specialist to make sure how Tesla is going to handle you, uh, and and if they're going to just take your money and kick you out of line, or if they're going to raise the price on you, or there's any number of things they can do if you read that document that you signed when you gave them the money. The other thing to look at is you also want to check with your tax professional because it's very likely that anything you've got in now is going to already be considered an, an order from prior to the, the, the law going into place. Just They did that on purpose because they don't want to give out extra money. They want to give out money, but they don't want to give out extra money. Right. If you're yeah. going to get the car anyway, they don't need to give you an incentive for it. Right. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Also, you can follow us uh, throughout the week uh, at our Twitter feed, at the Tesla Life as well as on our Facebook feed, the Tesla Life numeral one. So yep. uh, you can follow us there to get up-to-date news throughout the week between shows. The other thing to point out is is uh, how many price changes have we reported on just this year? What, like, oh, yeah. Man, there's too many to count. <laughs> so so you, may, you may be getting the tax credit now versus if you literally start a fresh order, cancel your old one, get give up your order fee or your, your, your configuration fee or whatever because they've had different versions of the fee as well. But like, mm -hmm. if you stop it and start fresh, you might just be shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. Because uh, then if you're... It's something that you should uh, carefully consider. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead, Patrick. Yeah. And there are income restrictions as well. Yes. So you, you, you might not even qualify. You might go through all that <laughs> to try <laughs> to, get, to get it and then not qualify because you have the great problem of making too much money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Keep it all in mind before you pull that trigger. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but the good thing is used cars count now. Yep. So some some used cars. Incentives as well. Up to $4,000, I believe. Yeah. With an but even that income... lower income restriction. Right. Yeah. right. Uh -huh. It's in half again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this uh, is kind of interesting, uh, especially with what's been going on with the, uh, the American uh, safety group. Uh, the German... Uh, court has uh, confirmed that Tesla can continue to use the terms full self-driving and autopilot in its marketing material in Germany. Uh, there was a complaint uh, made that uh, Tesla was being misleading with this uh, type of uh, uh, wording, uh, but the court looked at what the car was doing, what they were promoting, and they had decided that, uh, no, it's okay. They can go ahead mm -hmm. and continue that marketing uh, push. I wonder if this will be some, uh, I guess, uh, positive move for Tesla, so they can they can point at another court uh, that has looked at this type of uh, ruling uh, that's gone in their favor. I wonder if that will affect other countries as well, um, especially if they get a few more of those decisions behind them. I'm not sure of another country that's actually looking at this besides the U.S. and Germany at this point, but uh, it's something uh, that I'm sure they're glad they got the victory on that particular one. Uh, let's see. I was getting ready to pull up a picture that I always pull up whenever these discussions come up. Okay, uh, yeah, go ahead. Do that. Uh, I, I really want to comment on this one. Uh, uh, reading this article, uh, it's just it's great. 
So the appeals court that reviewed it said the lower appeals court only did a superficial review. They were just going off of the, the names of the features rather than actually looking at how Tesla advertised it, how Tesla, what they promised to customers. And uh, so so this, this appeals court said that uh, Tesla's free to use these. And not only that, that this appeal is final and no other appeals will be entertained. So that was that was great. Everybody who was uh, all the Tesla haters that in 2020 were like, ha ha, see Tesla, blah, blah, blah. You guys can suck it. You lost. <laughs> oh, my, my, my search foo is failing me. But uh, oh. back in the 50s, there was a product. Uh, I believe it was on Chrysler. It was called Auto Dash Pilot. What did it do? It, it held your speed at what you set it at. And in fact, I think the early versions might just held your throttle where you put it down at as the right engine RPMs. And then everybody else called their, their product Cruise Control. So then Chrysler had to come back, and then they renamed theirs Cruise Control as well because it had been Kleenexed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Autopilot yep, isn't that... new, and people weren't getting confused <laughs> even back then. <laughs> that, can, that can definitely happen. Like, there's no you, – you've got a dozen different companies that are calling basically the same thing, and then two or three are the outliers. Uh Sometimes they're forced to, to go back to the standard uh, so that uh, uh, everyone is clear uh, as to what their product will actually do. So yeah, well, if you got a bunch of whoever gets out there first and makes yeah. the biggest impression, typically uh, the others typically follow. Exactly, you got a bunch of uh, pre-internet customers out there. Uh, they all come into your showroom talking about, oh, I was looking at the at the at the Buick and the uh, and the Ford, and they had cruise control. You got the cruise control, and your salesperson says, nope, and they're on their heels out the door. <laughs> but we've got autopilot. I don't want autopilot. I want cruise control. <laughs> yep. It's the same thing. I don't want to hear right. you. I just right. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to flim flammy, uh, son. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, here's an update to a story that we did a couple weeks ago. Uh, this is about the Bridgewater Police in Nova Scotia, Canada. Uh, they picked up a, a Tesla Model 3 patrol car. And uh, the, the chief of police there, he had to, he had to put in a lot of work uh, after the purchase. Uh, they got a lot of naysayers about why is the police department buying a, an electric vehicle that costs more than a regular vehicle, blah, 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 blah. The chief outlined all the arguments that that he was uh, that that they were banking on based on the Tesla, the the uh, less uh, fueling costs, the uh, less of uh, the maintenance uh, the maintenance costs, uh, the longevity of the car, and all these different reasons. And he pushed his case out. Well, now after a few weeks of operation at the police department, the chief has come back and said the car is even performing better than what we had asked for so awesome. they were they were i'm sorry better than what we anticipated Expect, yeah right right the, the car is actually outperforming our thought and and where it's mainly doing it get this is in range oh wow that's the main thing is that it's it's performing better in range uh and the uh the car is lasting the entire shift uh, of the officers that are using it and as well as uh it's not using as much energy uh, when the car is in operation doing its police duty. So when it's parked or when they're, when they're uh, on their computers uh, or they're, you know, just uh, f- 
finishing up something uh, with the lights on. Maybe they pulled over somebody and the vehicle is just blocking other vehicles with its uh, police lights. All that is much more efficient than what they expected. So the range of the vehicle is, is theoretically increased and the officers uh, don't have to charge it during their shift, even though the department was ready to do so. They, they had understood that based on their use case that it would be doing that. But, uh, and, and of course, here's the other thing. Nova Scotia gets about, uh, if you're ever, if you've lived there, it gets about four great months of weather. And then after that, before and after that point, uh, you've got some, some uh, cold uh, spring, fall, and definitely winters, uh, depending on where you are. But um, they are going to, of course, look at how that car is going to perform in cooler temperatures uh, mm -hmm. as uh, they start to roll out of summer and into fall. So the chief uh, understands all these things. Uh, it's just that uh, he's got a spreadsheet based on what they uh, believe uh, the costs were going to be. And uh, he wanted to trumpet some wins out front uh, to let them know that the car is outperforming what they had thought it would. So good news there. Wonder if they had uh, derated the the range based on what they seen have seen in the past with their uh, fossil cruisers. It would be a, a really good rule of thumb is if EPA says that a Dodge uh, Dodge Charger can get uh, you know uh, six hundred miles on a tank, which is probably like three three fifty or five hundred whatever, but uh, and they only get two hundred miles on a tank, and they just did that same percentage to the to the Tesla. Like you said, when you're idling an electric car, it's not anywhere near as, as detrimental as idling fossil. I wonder if uh, I wonder if he's reached out to our other uh, favorite chief of police, uh, yeah, Chief <laughs> Todd uh, from Baggersville, Indiana. Um, yeah. uh, Todd's department, of course, has uh, added now nine uh, Model Threes, so wow. uh, they have. They're definitely uh, they're definitely getting all the numbers, and uh, it's making it's making. Uh, sense uh, for their department, financial sense for sure, uh, based on the uh, expansion of their uh, initial test of two vehicles. Yeah. Hmm. Exciting. So one of the software updates that we had recently said something like they were um, including 12 volt and phone charging usage in your range yes. calculation, to, yes. which, to which I, I just kind of laughed thinking that's so inconsequential, but uh if they want to include it, sure, go ahead. But now thinking about these patrol cars that are running computers in there, looking up license plates and doing whatever else they, they do while on patrol on their computer, that 12-volt load could become substantial. So uh, now it, it, it is good that that takes that into account. I didn't think about yeah. this use case until just now, and, and yeah. I just remember laughing at that feature. <laughs> they, they also got more granular with, uh, with the rest of it, like uh, your... They, they take into account your, your tire pressures that they actually see mm -hmm. from the TPMS sensors. Uh, they've, they've gotten more fine-grained with the weather. And then they also track, like, short-range historical loads. So, like, with Model X and now Model Y and the, the refresh Model S, you can tow. And if you mm -hmm. are towing, uh, and they tell you, you can go 600 miles on a charge, well, yeah, 500 and some odd miles of charge on, on the Model S uh, long range, and, and then you, you're towing a, a, a utility trailer. Hmm. That's not exactly accurate, and it'll, it'll it'll catch up in the past. It'll catch up, but uh, now it'll catch up faster, and it'll catch up mm -hmm. to the right place <laughs> instead of just saying, "Oh, oh, oh, uh, I'll take a hundred miles off of that." Oh, another hundred miles. Oh, well, you need to stop and charge now. 
Right. Say, hey. Yeah, we we had the bikes on the back, and it it wasn't getting it right. It wasn't that far off, but it, it's yeah. it's like always off. And uh, so that was uh, several years ago. So it's, it's cool that they're improving their software to to take into account all these extra little factors. Yeah, I mean, and and who would really get into the nitty gritty like that? Like I've seen some of the competing vehicles; they'll they'll let you dial in how much your trailer weighs, and then they'll do like cloud uh, to see. Um, what similar uh, trailers have done in the past, but they won't actually look at your actual consumption and, and dial it in. They're just like, yeah, it's close hmm. enough. Figure it out on your own. <laughs> <laughs> when or, 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 they, stop. Right. or they don't <laughs> do any of that, and, and you just have to be it, running it the numbers sense. all the time. It makes sense if Tesla's actually doing the calculations based on the actual use of that one vehicle, is yeah. that mm-hmm. you may have a patrol vehicle that's getting less range because they're doing more intense other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the other patrol vehicles are getting much better range. Uh, right. Because they don't do that one intense thing, so right. Uh, right. you know, having it having it across the board where the car calculates on itself, uh, really, that's extremely granular. That uh, will allow anybody that owns the car, and of course, if the car is sold to somebody else the next day, yeah. all of a sudden it starts to get better because that person is using it in a different case again. So having yeah. the car do the calculation sounds like the win for everybody. And we've seen right. a lot of the folks on the forums complain, oh, uh, uh, it never gets the charge. I, I'm out, I drive 75 everywhere, and the car never gets the what it says. Like, well, uh, unless you live in Texas, 75 isn't the speed limit in most places. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, then. And then so now the car will adjust, and you'll, you know, the car will tell them 300, and they'll actually get 300-ish. And so they'll stop whining so loudly. But then at the other side end, end of it, you've got somebody who's been hypermiling for the last 40 years, uh, and they get in the car, and it's like, oh, you can go 300 miles. He's like, ah. Uh, I could push six. No, it'd be like five sixty. <laughs> oh, okay, five sixty. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Exactly. Okay. Uh, next, get this. Austin is getting their fourth showroom. That Holy is right. Smokes. That is they a are. lot of showrooms, and and Austin isn't, you know, isn't a massive city. Uh, it's not like a New York City or anything. It's 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 growing, uh, but uh, four showrooms. And then I uh, and then I, I I took a look at our friends over at Supercharge.info, uh, and uh, or Supercharge, yeah, Supercharge.info. Yep. You got it. And uh, took a look at the Austin area when it comes to uh, superchargers, and it has quickly become one of the leading areas uh, for metropolitan superchargers. So uh, not a surprise uh, that they're they're selling a ton of cars and they're uh, rolling out their fourth uh, retail location. And the supercharger network is expanding rapidly uh, in and around Austin. Uh, so uh, with Tesla headquarters uh, now there, uh, it looks like they've took the magnifying glass on that part of Texas and said, well, we're going to build it out because uh, we know what we want. We know where our employees are coming from. And uh, we are definitely going to uh, build this out right uh, in Texas. So uh, very interesting to see that the infrastructure for tex- for Tesla is growing exponentially in Texas. Certainly these are, in the corner of Texas. These are galleries, right? <laughs> yeah. How many of these can you take delivery yeah. at? Yeah. They're just they're there to show. They're there to show vehicles. No, it's a show showroom, not a, not a showroom. store. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and oh, 
Oh, so sad. I love that small that is, business. That, that's still that's still amazing. Or me small that, government. <laughs> that, that Tesla has invested this type of uh, dollars uh, in capital uh, in uh, hiring Texans to work at this factory, and still that silly law is in place for another year, uh, where. Uh, where regulators couldn't even meet and talk about it a year ago uh, because they were too busy with other things. So Elon, Elon's favorite friend, a, instead of just amazing. putting all them other BS laws on the books, he could have also thrown this into the pile with all the stuff he kept yanking him back into vote on. Yeah. So what? Where this goes? <laughs> That's what a true year? friend would do. A true friend would help you out. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say I'm your friend on on on, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll have just to say it. <laughs> well, that's this funny. This is going to come up again for review in about a year. So while you were talking, I went to Supercharge that info to look for Austin, and I couldn't find the city because the name was covered up by all the Supercharger <laughs> dots. <laughs> oh. I, yeah, I was talking about the governor for anybody who uh, wasn't sure. The number yeah. uh, that has happened in that area is is a huge amount, uh, growing for sure, daily almost. Yeah. Hey, uh, probably, help, probably helps with the with the prefabs. Austin's <laughs> uh, getting their uh, spots, but so so am I. Uh, oh, there you in, go. In Tigard, uh, so uh, I, it's right next to the freeway, and we drove by it. The the sign is up. Uh, so uh, yeah, they're getting a new service center, and uh, I assume all the service centers have a gallery, showroom, store as part of it, where you can uh, order cars, buy merch. Uh, so it's not open yet, as far as I know, but it looks like it's getting close. Yeah, and they're getting faster at the commissionings too. Like after it's up and running, like uh, some of them, they they take a long time to get approved and and throw the switch. Uh, like the one over in, in Woodbridge here it took a while, but not as long as some of the ones I've seen in the past. And flip, and it was good to go. Cool. Yeah, they're getting quick. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Uh, go ahead. Speaking of uh, quick, uh, Tesla and Panasonic are looking to improve optimization at Tesla Nevada. Uh, the original Gigafactory, uh, to 10%, uh, adding additional 10%, that is, uh, to their current capacity. Um, and they're doing this, uh, of course, with Panasonic as their partner. Panasonic has done some of this optimization already at another factory in uh, Japan, and uh, they're bringing that optimization over to uh, Giga Nevada to increase their production as well. After posting this story, we got someone on Twitter that came to us immediately and said, why doesn't someone uh, just finish building out Tesla <laughs> and, you know, double the amount yeah. that they're doing? And uh, we've talked about this before on the show. And uh, the reason we believe is uh, employees. They just can't yep. get enough engineers and employees uh, to work at uh, a remote area uh, as outside of Sparks, Nevada is. Uh, so uh, thinking that that's the major problem why why that plant has not gone to its uh, full anticipated size uh, a lot quicker than what has happened. Right. Also, why they don't build any cars there too, because that would require more people. Require <laughs> more right. people, absolutely. Yeah, and and you can see that they learned this lesson, which is why uh, it's Giga Berlin and not uh, Giga some little town in Germany I've never heard of. <laughs> Giga Austin. And, yes, yes. <laughs> Well, Giga not, Texas in Austin. <laughs> right. And, and yeah. not Giga in the middle of the desert again, <laughs> where nobody wants to live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That can be a problem. Giga's smallest town in Texas. <laughs> uh huh. Right. They, they stopped doing that. They learned. Yeah. Put the extra dollars Speaking in. Learning, and it's worth it. 
Uh, Casey, you got the next story about uh, Shanghai learning uh, about things. Uh, they're increasing your percentage. Yeah, yeah. So Shanghai is now up to 95% localized uh, supply chain, which is helping drive growth in, in all of the business around the uh, factory, which uh, is kind of the, the Chinese method. Like the whole reason that uh, that they can't bring some of the stuff back overnight isn't because Americans don't know how to build stuff. It's because uh, if you bring the iPhone back tonight, you don't have anybody to make the pentalobe screws. Uh, you still need to ship the motherboards. and <laughs> So like... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all those, those uh it's all those sub businesses that exactly Tesla yeah. that uh make it quick delivery times just in time yes. is a lot more efficient because they are just mm-hmm. around the corner right. as it's opposed a, to around the globe. Yeah, so, it's the same uh, thing we're seeing in, in Texas where they got that that their own speed pass through through the border uh through the border crossing uh right. with, with their logo on it is because <laughs> that all the all the business that's popped up across the border to support them. Uh, is, is just right there, and so so that also could not just be moved overnight. Uh, should something happen in Texas, they yeah. they would have to. But you remember when Shanghai opened? It was just below fifty percent of local. Right, they were bringing everything in on a boat. And everything was being mm-hmm. shipped in the beginning, but uh, yes. now they've got to ninety five percent. So we can see that the efficiency of Shanghai just continues to get better uh, because of uh, product and supplies are close at hand. Absolutely. Next, uh, non-Tesla charging memberships appeared briefly on the Tesla app uh, just this morning. Uh, so or I, I guess it was last night. Uh, depends on what part of the world you're in. But uh, within 24 hours, it appeared on the Tesla app for U.S. Uh, app holders. Uh, there was an option for a short amount of time that you could click on and see that um, there was for non-Tesla owners, they could sign up for a membership uh, for supercharging. And it was uh, at the monthly rate of uh, 99 cents mm-hmm. uh, was for the uh, just the membership. And then, of course, you pay for your supercharging on that. But the reason you get a membership is, of course, to drop the price of supercharging uh, for that period of time. You're not paying full amount because you can... You can use the superchargers in Europe where this actually is working. Uh, you can use it there without getting a monthly membership fee, but the cost of supercharging is greater for every supercharge you do. So the option is is there for people to uh, pay the monthly fee, get a lower rate on the electricity you get from uh, the superchargers every time you go there. So, but But the real story here was that it appeared uh, quickly. Mm-hmm. We even had some people that signed up for it, like in that short amount of time. Of course, it didn't go anywhere. Nobody was signed up. And of course, it disappeared off the app uh, rather quickly after they started to get memberships flowing in, I imagine. (laughs) So, uh, oops. It screams <laughs> test. It screams test because uh-huh, in Europe, uh-huh. in Europe, it's it's uh it's it's the equivalent of twenty local currencies. Uh, so the twenty dollars converted per month, and ninety nine cents is quite a discount. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Norm- normally, when you're testing, if it if it's testing and it might touch live, you do something ridiculous like a thousand dollars a month, so nobody will want to touch it. And... Yeah. But here they went the other way. It's free. <laughs> right, <laughs> nearly. <laughs> But I don't know, maybe 99 cents really will be the price. Um, if, if that doesn't actually get you charging, that just gets you membership. 
Right. Um, right. And so what, what that does is in Europe right now, what it does is it brings you down to the Tesla uh, members price, the uh, right. owners. So you would pay the same as what a Tesla owner pays, but they've never said that's what it is. They've said lower. And so they could be charging, let's say, you know, a dollar a kilowatt hour, and then you become a member and now you're paying 50 cents a kilowatt hour while the Tesla owner is paying 32 cents a kilowatt hour. I know those are really high numbers, but they're nice and, and round and easy to see hmm. for demonstration. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this and this, of course, is leading us down that road for the infrastructure bill that was just uh, signed in mm -hmm. the U.S. about money for uh, providers of uh, charging. Uh, Tesla has wanted part of that pot, and uh, if they're entitled to it, they're going to get it, and they're going to do it through this way, uh, yeah. is, uh, is uh, being part of the mix, allowing non-Tesla cars to charge. Again, we don't know how many. Uh, we mm -hmm. don't know if it would be all the chargers. We don't know if maybe California would be exempt um, or if it, if it would only be certain cities outside of an area that's really busy. And maybe right. there's only two of the 16 chargers that are available to do a non-Tesla charge. We don't know. All that's up for grabs. But I do, I do think that Tesla is going to be able to do the right thing because they actually have the data. If they yeah. know the mm -hmm. supercharger is being underutilized, they'll open it up to non-Teslas. If they see that it is being overutilized uh, or is at capacity or above capacity, they can make adjustments uh, based on that because they own the data, they get it every day. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and they know they're not going to want to upset their core customer anyways. Yeah. Uh, it's It would be silly of them to just... Uh, you know, forget about the core customer uh, and, and go for non-Teslas to allow them to charge. It just yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. Well, step one to being able to collect that money uh, for public charging is to have your network be at some level available to the public. Um, so that that is a requirement. So it may not be everywhere. There may only be one station. I don't know uh, what it's going to say. Like, it might only be the ones that they're getting help with that they, that they open up like that. And Hockey Day brings up a really good callback to, what was it, two years now, right? <laughs> um where California actually wanted the prices live on the displays of the units and Tesla's don't have displays on the units, but I was thinking back to all these large department stores. Now I have all these little e-ink displays. They could literally say, you know, here's the non-member price. Here's the member price. Here's mm -hmm. the owner price and have it uh, not, not be too expensive. And, and, and now they've got Starlink coming up on, on, on so many of the sites, they could uh, have the infrastructure they need to, to keep those things updated. Without or just have it. it in the in the app in real time. They already have it there, but the, and, and on the screens. But uh, I, I don't know that that actually qualifies as compliant. Yeah, with, like with what California someone was said, they need to have that on the actual physical. Like a gas pump. Yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. That's that's yeah, not, that is. Our, our, our modern <laughs> world, uh, especially with uh, people who are EV owners, and this is how you're going to activate it. So you you're going to have the app. Yeah. If yeah, so it's not like you can owner. accidentally plug in and, and, and get charged. You, you'll have to have seen it in the app before you can start the juice. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Tesla owners can have it on the screen in their vehicle. Non-Tesla yeah. owners can have it in the app, which they have to use. So, yeah, to, to, to say it has to be on the on the pump is so anachronistic. This is stupid. Yeah. Yeah, Germany has a similar problem. But one thing about this rolling out of the U.S., like in, in Europe, Tesla has the same connector as all the other vehicles, but right. in the U S they don't. And so 
Tesla's going to have to pick which stations and then figure out how they're going to do it. Is it going to be dual cable? Are they going to do some cool thing where they have an adapter that we we speculated about last time where if it's a non-Tesla, it comes off with the adapter. And if it is a Tesla, it just pops out and the adapter stays locked to something so that it doesn't get stolen. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what they'll have to deploy this physical change before they can actually enable cars. So we'll, 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 we yeah. know the Tesla fans will take pictures. We'll hear about it. Definitely. There's also, Definitely. there's also Aptera's solution was uh, they, their argument is <laughs> that it's cheaper and it's the most deployed connector out there in the, in the, in the continent. Uh, right. To, so everybody use Tesla plugs. <laughs> I'm so, down with that. It's not going to happen, yeah. but it's, it, it's, it's not going to have a lot of sense. Nice idea, Ego and pride, right. yeah. I, yeah. Don't think it's, I think that train has left the station long ago. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to see others other than them and, and Aptera use it, though. But uh, that's, uh, it's not the way that, that, uh, that the Did politicians Did Aptera get go. the approval? It doesn't sound I like they, they didn't. want to. <laughs> it doesn't sound like they didn't. <laughs> I, I, you know, as much as as much as Elon, you know, hates on three wheelers and, and other stuff like that, like he's very vocal on stuff that he doesn't want to happen, and he's he's been very silent on this. <laughs> and as I, uh, I would... Hockey Day said, if you're really pushing for this, sign the petition that uh, they mm-hmm. put forward. So definitely search it and sign it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, next, Patrick's got a story, and it is about virtual power walls. That's right. Actual power walls. Yeah. California has uh, 2,345. Easy to remember. 2,345. Oh, nice. People, <laughs> That's probably on yeah, purpose. People signed up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as I mentioned, it's, it's hot over here on the left coast uh, today. So yeah. this is the first time that Tesla is doing their virtual power plant in California. And uh, it looks like it's primarily going to be from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. So right here, it's almost 5 p.m. on the West Coast. But they've actually been running this uh, all day. There's a site called lastbulb.com that is tracking this. And it shows um, they, they were doing over four megawatts uh earlier today it looks like from about 10 a.m to uh about noon and so we it, i don't know if that was just them testing it this morning because the real need's going to be r- about now as people are coming home from work turning on their air ac this is when the grid demand is the highest this is when often peaker plants get used peaker plants are the dirtiest most expensive power source, but instead, these 2,000 plus power walls, our uh, customers are going to be able to start cranking out the kilowatts to the grid. And uh, if if I, I don't know how much they're going to be drawing, but but uh, here I, I have the same thing happening here in Oregon today. My utility is going to be pulling um, three kilowatts for three hours, so nine kilowatt hours in total. So if these 2,000 plus Californians do a similar amount, that would be over 21 megawatt hours that they supply to the grid today. And again, this is not this is not from peaker plants. This is the sun they collected today or the uh, overnight capacity that they charged with last night when the grid was in uh, low uh, demand. So this is this is exactly the place we want to get to. 
this is what makes renewables deployable. This is what can help us get to a future free from fossil fuels. There you go. But look at look at and, this. And, and imagine it, 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 imagine it the, being able to approve you know prove this with just over two thousand power walls. Change that number to twenty thousand or two hundred thousand, and mm -hmm. uh, you've got That's a real, real scalable solution that can that can save a state uh, when it comes to uh, the, the need of uh, energy uh, and firing up uh, uh, peaker power plants. Imagine if mm -hmm. Texas did this, right? <laughs> Yeah, so look at this. Like it's like you said. Like why was it in the middle of the day? It's from nine a.m. until two p.m. Like they were cranking, and then mm -hmm. uh, and then after about three to four, it slowed down. I bet you when the next update comes, uh, like as everybody's coming home from work, we might see a little mm -hmm. bump. Right. They said the real demand is between six p.m. and nine p.m. So I expect Spike. it to be at least twice as big as this one. But who? Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. We're, we're entering into a new phase of uh, technology. The, the grid was not bi-directional in the past. Right. <laughs> Homes were just consumers. <laughs> Although um, I was watching uh, Aging Wheels, and he got himself a hold of the uh, the uh, AC Propulsion e-box. And I didn't realize, I knew that the, that the Roadster and the T0 had all the stuff turned on, but I didn't realize, um, like the, the prototype Roadsters, I didn't realize that the e-box that they sold to customers also had uh, vehicle to load, vehicle to grid, <laughs> it was like, um, that's the car a, that Tom Hanks had, right? Right, Didn't right. He have one of those, yeah. He did, yeah. <laughs> uh, our car's Grand Peppy. <laughs> yes, in two thousand eight, though, in, inspired Tesla to uh, do their Roadster. Yeah, their simple plan that turned out not to be so simple. They were not at all. <laughs> yeah, they were just going to use a Lotus Elise with an AC propulsion motor and throw in some batteries. <laughs> None of that they happened. Were... <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Well, that's, uh, that's, oh, that's about a, the show. Uh, that's a good point about the uh, tax credit on the, you get you get a 30% back on your batteries as well. Yep. Yes. Exactly. So yes. that's available uh, to uh, U.S. citizens. So uh, keep that in mind if you're uh, planning this. Uh, with that said, uh, Patrick, any uh, shout outs for the end of the show? Hmm, let's see. Um, as always, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org, and I blog occasionally at carswithcords.net. Check it out. Yeah. Very good. And Casey? So on Sundays, I do something very similar to this over at uh, youtube.com slash Casey Green. That's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. And eventually, I'll also do some regular regular old videos. Uh, but uh, not anytime soon, apparently. <laughs> Same place, though. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Very good. We want to also uh, thank Lee Moon, uh, who we use uh, his uh, music coming in and out of the show every time we do a show. And with that said, why don't you join us uh, next week, and uh, we'll get together and find out together what's going on in the Tesla life. Press that like button. Stay positive, test negative. <laughs>